God said I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Today, Martin Luther King Day. And, uh, you know, um, at, uh, a lot of people are off. A lot of people are not off, right? Um, but uh, the Martin Luther King thing got kicked off by uh, Joe Biden um, falsely claiming that he was <laughs> he fought apartheid, was in the civil rights movement. And uh, what has been considered a gaff-filled MLK Day speech he gave at Martin Luther King's uh, church. I believe in Atlanta. I think that's where it is. And um, in any case, there's that. And in other news, police remove Greta Thunberg from the anti-coal protest in Luzerath, Germany. And you got to wonder, anti-coal, anti-gas, anti-nuclear, you know, how many people would die if we didn't have fire, heat, meat to eat, right? I mean, how many people would die without energy? So, you know, I I don't know what the end game is here. Well, we do know. We're going to see it on full display in Davos, which kicks off tomorrow, really, in, in earnest, but technically it's even kicking off today over there because they don't celebrate Martin Luther King over there. But uh, so you got the World Economic Forum on full display. And like I say, the World Economic Forum is is really a broker. You know what they say about brokers, right? Brokers break things. Brokers, they break. But uh, the World Economic Forum is a liaison broker bridging the gap between socialist, tyrannical leaders of countries whose agenda falls outside of their own constitution and corporations who benefit from access to their markets, to these countries' markets, 
in exchange for carrying out the liberal globalist agenda guidelines like climate and COVID mandates and lockdowns and climate uh, regulations and restrictions and limitations on carbon footprints and digital currency as a mechanism to punish and fine and to break into compliance uh, the actions of the masses. Well, those guidelines are brokered by an unelected officials so powerful that they even showed up at the G20 acting like a world leader, like they were elected to something. Klaus Schwab. By unelected officials like Rishi Sunak from the United Kingdom. Who elected him? The people didn't vote for Rishi Sunak. He was appointed by Boris Johnson. And uh, no, actually it was uh, his replacement. You know, talk about a shambles. Talk about, you know, the United Kingdom is a shell of its former self. There are no lead, There's no leadership over there anymore. And globalism is failing everywhere it goes, everywhere, everything it touches. And you just got to wonder, how in the world are they getting away with it? They have to be rigging the elections with these so-called election machines. Because what they're offering up, nobody wants it. Nobody wants these mandates. Nobody wants higher taxes and food shortages. Nobody wants uh, energy restrictions. Nobody wants any of this stuff. Nobody wants $5 per gallon gas and eight or $6 per dozen eggs. Nobody wants to spend $71 on a bunch of hamburger to make a meatloaf. You know, I mean, nobody wants this. Nobody wants the lockdowns. Nobody wants to wear the masks. Everybody is now realizing that the vaccines are killing people. Everybody realizes that the masks didn't work. Everybody realizes, if they're living not under a rock but somewhere, that the leader, our leaders lie to us. And if you have two eyes, everybody understands that there's two standards of justice going on. One for Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, and the other for someone like Donald Trump. And the people that support Donald Trump, which is the biggest voter group in the world. Uh, The biggest voter group, certainly in America, in American history. Where we want, we just want our country back. We want our secure borders secure. We don't want illegals voting in our elections. We don't want to be footing the bill and paying for their welfare. People that come from all over the world, crushing the middle class, and with the aid of the government, injecting cash into the government, causing inflation. We're heading in the direction of Venezuela. I watched the video documentary Russia. You go to a store in Russia and the shelves are full and the prices are reasonable. You go to a store here in America and the shelves are half empty, soon to be empty. And we're in trouble, folks. Globalism is failing because the people that are in charge are not representing the will of the pe- and the wishes of the people.
That's for sure. But I say the guidelines brokered by unelected officials who buy their way into the Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum. The agenda includes funding politicians who can penetrate governments, as we've heard Klaus Schwab brag about. And they rig elections with these Soros-style computer uh, computer systems, voting machines, which he heavily invested in 20 years ago and 10 years ago. And they've perfected election rigging and mandate lockdowns, regulations and restrictions disguised as climate, health, monetary security for the greater good. And you'll hear all these altruistic words about how great things can be. Yeah, we used to think that computers was going to be great, too, until, you know, liberals ruined it for everybody. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and all these different leaders, the people that lead uh, Google, right? You know, they decided to weigh in politically on everything, and they colluded and worked with a complicit, corrupt government like the FBI. You know, they have this thing called Teleport now. There's a software that automatically deletes the correspondence, deletes it, wipes it clean within 10 minutes. So when you're talking, when you're giving orders, you give orders through a a system called Teleport, and within 10 minutes, everything you just said is erased and can never, ever be seen again. It's a way to communicate without traceable evidence. Why do we even have a National Archives if that's the way they're going to play the game? Where is the chain of custody on anything anymore? Why is everything done under the cloak of darkness? You know, certainly Adam Schiff's dungeon, his impeachment ruse, was all done in the basement of the Capitol under cloak of darkness. Nancy Pelosi and her J6 infiltration of an insurrection and her attack on the Capitol with her her daughter videotaping in tow while she benefited as a family by insider trading with no scruples or morals. Just look at Paul Pelosi and his drunken stupors wrecking his Porsches and playing with hammers. And they're super rich. And she hated Trump so much that she did what she did. And that's going to come out because now finally we're going to have 14,000 hours of videotape to peruse through. And this is going to blow up in their faces. And you know who knows that? Probably better than a lot of people. Adam Schiff. I think Adam Schiff, as crazy and as monstrous as he is, and as much as he hates Trump, realizes that Nancy Pelosi's not there to protect him anymore. And the Hakeem Jeffries is the new sheriff in town for the left. He's young, he's smart, he's slick, he's savvy. He's not from California, he's from New York. 
And he's a dangerous foe to the conservatives. Hakeem Jeffries is pretty smart. Not dumb as Hank Johnson, that's for sure. The guy that thought that Guam was going to tip over. That guy's an idiot. He thinks that uh, somehow the Biden documents were planted (laughs) by the right. No, Hakeem Jeffries is a different animal, different breed. And you watch what happens. He's been chosen as the leader of the Democrat Party in the House of Representatives. And Chuck Schumer can't lead a can't lead anything because he's so wishy-washy, right? He's such a loon. That it's it's really a Hakeem Jeffries party. And I don't think that people like Gavin Newsom and uh the old guard are going to stand a chance against Hakeem. So here's what I think is going to happen there. I think, I believe that Adam Schiff is already making some moves. Adam Schiff is already starting to look, well, Adam Schiff has done two things. He tweeted this out. Let's see here. Yeah, I got to find it. Yeah, right here. Adam Schiff. Any member, he, he tweets this out over the weekend. Any member of Congress who has traded stock on the basis of inside information should be prosecuted. Now, why would he tweet this out? Proud to once again co-sponsor Representative Spanberger, probably a Democrat, right? Legislation to ban member trading. Thanks, Abigail, for leading this effort. So, Abigail Spanberger, right? So, he's aligning with the new guard in the Democrat Party. The fact that I don't even know who Spanberger is, is kind of a a, a tell. These are new names, new faces, rising to the top. And I think that they're probably sick of the squad and what the squad was doing. And Adam Schiff... Say what you will about Adam Schiff, but Adam Schiff is a dangerous dude. I mean, talk about evil personified. He is a really disgusting dirtbag. And someone that was just the biggest thorn in the side of Donald Trump with regard to this relentless attack over a perfectly normal call with the Ukraine leader, congrats congratulating him and basically suggesting, hey, remember the fire, uh, the prosecutor that was uh, fired? Maybe we ought to look into that. Maybe, uh, you know, there's some things going on with the Bidens and uh, Lindsey Graham and, you know, and Mitt Romney and Kofor Black, his advisor, and all these different spooks and all these different players, the neocons and the Democrats that formed the Uniparty for the last several, several decades. And they were just coalescing together, kicking the ball up and down the field, making raking in lots of dough from the military-industrial complex to, you know, these endless wars that just benefited the military-industrial complex to moving people around the earth. You know, the biggest front for the State Department 
is their CIA operation through USAID. And interestingly enough, the person who heads up USAID, Samantha Power. Samantha Power was the UN ambassador. Why in the world would a UN ambassador be USAID? And not only that, but why was the UN ambassador, Samantha Power, doing all the unmasking against General Flynn and Donald Trump with respect to uh, the call with Kislyak that set up Crossfire Hurricane, which I believe a lot of the documents that were stored in Mar-a-Lago, based on what I've heard and people I've talked to, I think that that you know that they were Jack Smith uh, is the prosecutor for the special counsel there. They're locking up and sealing that those documents in a special counsel, and they're locking up and sealing the documents with this guy named Robert Hur. Documents that we know are going to be damaging to Joe Biden. Otherwise, why would he? Why would he get them from the office? where they were stamped, classified, and take them to an undisclosed or an uh, undisclosed and um, not sanctionable location, meaning that sitting in a garage near a Corvette would never be the choice. That would never be allowed. See, Joe Biden, that where the documents were found is illegal on its face. See, where the documents were found in Mar-a-Lago under a, in a room locked, protected by Secret Service, and he was president who was capable of declassifying anything just by looking at it and deeming it so. Vice President Biden didn't have that luxury. He wasn't the the president. He couldn't do it. So not only did he confiscate the documents, like Sandy Berger shoving them down his pants, but also stored them in an unsecure location and moved them around and stored them in a house to where he was charging, get this, Hunter Biden $50,000 a month in rent. For a house. Now tell me that's not money laundering right there. Hunter Biden's making the money. How does he get the money over to Joe Biden's pocket? Well, he's charging that, you know, that summer rate, that beach house rate, right? It could be $10,000 a week, you know, whatever. It's a big house. Pool, oceanfront property, whatever. So he's got $50,000 a month coming in. 50000 a month for a house he already owns that was bought and paid for by the taxpayer dollars. Don't think for one second that Joe Biden's not paying these prosecutors to coerce them and to bribe them with your money, no less. So thank you very much. How do you, how does that make you feel, by the way, that you're paying for the bribe that's going to free Joe Biden? Getting back to Adam Schiff, though, So Adam Schiff is doing these things. He's basically tweeting out 
Any member of Congress who has traded stock on the basis of insider information should be prosecuted. Well, the number one chief kingpin of insider trading is Nancy Pelosi. So what I think is happening in the Democrat Party is Adam Schiff is self-preservating. He's aligning himself with Hakeem uh, Hakeem, uh, Jeffries. And Hakeem Jeffries, I think, just spent one week, a whole week, where the Democrat Party, every hour, every single time they took a vote on the speaker, would come up and give a three-minute dissertation on how great Hakeem Jeffries is and why he's the choice. And 212 Democrats all said Hakeem is great. Every single time. All 15 of those votes, right? That was when they were voting for speaker, right? Okay, great. What do you think that does to a guy's ego, right? What do you think that does to the masses listening in and figuring it out and saying, you know, uh, this Hakeem guy sounds great. That's right. So, I think that Adam Schiff is aligned with Hakeem. Hakeem, I don't think, has any love for Nancy Pelosi. And I think realizes she she's done, right? She's already got a lot of baggage with Paul Pelosi and her son and a lot of corruption And she's of no use to him. She doesn't represent the future. She represents the past. And Adam Schiff is young enough and still has a future in politics to where he's going to choose the horse that he could ride on into the sunset rather than be drugged down by Nancy Pelosi. And I think that's the motivating factor for why Now, when he takes down Nancy Pelosi, which should be fun in and of itself, what I'm saying basically is I think that there's going to be a moment when the Democrats start to eat their own flesh. I think that moment is poised and ready to happen. Now, this whole Biden thing is a whole different animal. And I believe Hakeem Jeffries is a reverse discriminating kind of dude. He's a black leader. And how appropriate on Martin Luther King Day. But um, I think that he also uh, is looking at things a little differently, too. I don't think he's a big fan of Joe Biden. Like I said, I think that Hakeem Jeffries is kind of smart and slick. I don't agree with his politics at all. I think he's vicious and mean. Just like I do Adam Schiff. But you know what they say about these vicious, mean, conniving, smart, evil people like you know the Bob Mueller uh, special counsel with Barry Weissman and with these with these new prosecutors that are heading up these special counsels these are not dumb people they're smart they're the best at what they do they're savvy but they all hate Trump but they're not big fans of Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden either how could you possibly be how could you respect stupidity And Joe Biden has the dirt on goods on everybody. That's why he's successful. It's not because of his brains. It's because of his connections. It's because of who he knows and how he's able to rig things. How far he's willing to go. He's willing to open the border and defund the police and give our money away to FTX 
and Sam Bankman-Fried so that all the politicians can get rich. He is capable of setting up the money laundering scheme in Ukraine, and he has no scruples whatsoever. But after a while, sometimes you get caught. These documents could be very revealing. The person who asked one of the better questions was actually Adam Schiff about the Biden documents. Over the weekend, he said, we, I would like to see what, what, what the contents of those documents are. Nobody else was asking that. Now they want to see the, the uh, visitation visitor logs for the house where these were stored. Well, you know, every hooker in town has gone through the side door. I don't think they signed in when they were, when they were um, visiting Hunter Biden and his 50000 per month uh, rental that he was paying his dad, Joe Biden, the big guy, 50000 a month. He was renting this property, paying Joe Biden. Legal. It's legal. But it's not right, and everybody knows what's going on there. So we're going to go ahead and play some audio here, and uh, <clears throat> it's quite interesting. Let's take a listen to uh, Adam Schiff talking about wanting to see the contents. This is a different thing. Normally, the old Adam Schiff would be like, I don't think there's a wrong, I think there's a clear difference between what Joe Biden did and Joe, and Donald Trump did, right? But the fact that he gave this response, sort of like opening the door, tells me that this could go one of two ways. Yes, I think that Joe Biden is a dirty, rotten, scoundrel criminal. I think that he's hiding the records. I think that what he wants to have happen is he went out and found the dirty documents. That's why he had his legal team looking into it. But then he also worked with Merrick Garland to hire immediately a special counsel to confiscate the documents and seal them into an independent investigation that nobody can touch. Not even the Department of Justice really can meddle in that investigation. So the president's not allowed to see them or anything like that, right? He's being investigated. So the president uh, basically is being protected by the special counsel. That's the problem. And Cash Patel talks about Robert Hur, the guy who's heading up this special, special counsel, as being the biggest swamp creature on the planet. So we're not in good hands. Even though this was a Trump appointee, he was one of two Trump appointees that kept their jobs for a reason, because they're probably swamp, right? So there it is. So you got this document sealed and protected. So what's going to happen, though, is this. I think that what can happen is you're never going to see or get to see the documents, even though Adam Schiff asked that question. I would like to see the contents of the documents. It'll be interesting because Joe Biden's going to protect himself from these crimes by sealing them in a special counsel for as long as the special counsel wants to keep them, probably past 2024. But where Adam Schiff is talking about, too, and where Joe Biden might end up getting over uh, thrown under the bus is by the procedural. 
by the actions itself, by violating the chain of custody, by violating the storage and being negligent with these documents. So they might just impeach him on that. And I think Akeem Jeffries would be poised and ready to take out his adversary if he has any aspirations of being president. And he would endorse such invest, uh, House proceedings in a roundabout way. He would do it in a way that, you know, would make it look like he, he's not for it. But somehow it happens, you know, sort of like Paul Ryan saying he wants a secure border, but really he doesn't because he hates Trump. You know, talking out of both sides of your mouth. But I think this, I think that what's happening is Joe Biden could very well go down and I think Akeem Jeffries would love it if Kamala Harris was the first black woman president. That'd be number one. So the Democrats will put the feather in their cap, check that box. And they are all about equity and quota-based systems. Just look at the Supreme Court justice that they just hired, right? Based on skin color and gender, right? And so... They're not above that. That's that's part of their DNA. So, number one, they check that box. Kamala Harris, and then everybody knows Kamala Harris can't win a race because she can't get 1%. She's just that dumb. Kamala Harris is just too stupid to run for president and win. So, Hakeem Jeffrey, Jeffries knows that as well. And, and I think that uh, Gavin Newsom has so much baggage that even if Gavin Newsom came in with his slick hair and his good looks, it's not going to get the job done. He has so much baggage. He was almost kicked out, and he rightfully so, of California's governorship. Repealed, recalled, or whatever they called it. So let's take a listen, though, to Adam Schiff, because his response was a little different than what I was expecting it to be. Let's take a listen. Chairman uh, James Comer is now calling on the White House to release the visitor log for the beach house. Sounds like a good idea. Alexandria Hoff joins us live with more. Alex? Well, good morning. Yeah, of course he's doing that because the major weight in all of this is who has had access to these documents during the time that they were stored. And not only that, did the lawyers and aides who discovered them have the proper security clearance? Well, Democrats are coming to terms with what all of this could mean in terms of security for the country and politically for the party. Is it possible that national security was jeopardized here? I don't think we can exclude the possibility without knowing more of the facts. Uh, I'd like to know what these documents were. I'd like to know what the IC's assessment is. All right, so here is the timeline on how these discoveries went down. On January 9th, the news of the classified documents found in early November finally breaks. On the 11th, one more document is found at the president's Wilmington home by his personal lawyers. White House lawyer Richard Sauber then finds five more documents there on January 12th, and two days later reveals that additional documents were found on Thursday. So we found that out over the weekend. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced last week Robert Hur has been appointed special counsel to investigate the documents, and House Republicans want to know why these discoveries took so long to come out publicly. Once again, who has had access to them? After the general counsel was appointed, we still find out that that President Biden's personal attorneys are still rummaging around what essentially would be a crime scene, trying to find information uh, to turn over. So, you know, this whole process has been handled poorly. It shows there's a two-tier system of justice in America, and we want to know exactly who all had access to those classified documents at the Biden home.
So that's why Comer is calling in the White House to provide a visitor log to President Biden's personal home, and that will date back to January of 2021. That's where he wants that log to start from. That should be an interesting visitor log, that's for sure. That'll be interesting to see that happen. So here, uh, Hakeem Jeffries tweets this out. The Historic Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act will create millions of good-paying jobs throughout America. Democrats deliver. Okay, so he's acting like a Democrat leader. Great. All right. So that's what you expect of the leader in the House uh, for the Democrats, the minority leader in the House. Um, and I tweeted this I said, in response to that. I said, I heard Je- Representative Jeffries will align with Adam Schiff to take out Speaker Pelosi's uh, via Paul's shenanigans and her insider trading. We'll take out Joe Biden for mishandling docs while the real fraud remains sealed in special counsels. Kamala and Gavin will be easy foe to win the nomination. And that's basically what I was just talking about. So... Biden's special counsels, Trump hater Jack Smith, heads up Mar-a-Lago, while swamp creature Robert Hur heads up the Biden document cover-up. And Cash Patel put this out. Oh, speaking of, you know, they, they just came out with it. They, they found a third, you know, a third location, right? It was the Biden Center. Then it was uh, the Biden's garage. Then it was... Uh, a room adjacent to the Biden garage. Now they found uh, the beach house as well. So it's kind of crazy. Every And Hunter Biden, the cracks head son that has hookers coming in and out and drug dealers. It's no biggie, right? No biggie for that. Yet they want to get all over Trump and talk about, you know, if we were to play that montage of how they just trash Trump for being treasonous, right? But they're not they're not saying peep about Joe Biden and his shenanigans. Right. And if only we could just start plastering the the Hunter Biden laptop all over the place. That thing got squashed and it still is squashed. But let's listen to uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre lying through her teeth on Thursday. Where it says the White House said six times the search for classified documents was complete more classified documents were already discovered. The, the search is clearly complete. They completed uh, the, uh, uh, the search. The search is complete. Uh, he is confident in this process. You should assume that it's been completed, yes. After the search concluded last night, that search was completed last night. <laughs> She's just a puppet. She's so weak and sad. You know, Paul Sperry writes, A.G. Garland's decision to raid a former president's home will go down as one of the most ill-advised decisions in DOJ history. Who is his counselor? Maggie Goodlander. Who's she? Well, she's the wife of Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, who feared Trump had Iran nuke deal docs. So... It's it's pretty unbelievable that uh, that the players that are involved in this, most of the players that were involved in Crossfire Hurricane, are you know running the show. It's it's truly uh, amazing. I said this though about based on what I thought about the Democrat playbook. I said 
This is a threaded tweet I came up with, and I said over the weekend, I said, uh, is this the time when Democrats use the dirt they have on each other to reorganize their power structure, particularly now that Jeffries is their leader? Will they release Paul Pelosi's arrest tape, report insider trading against Nancy Pelosi? Adam Schiff has indicated interest in investigating insider trading. Is is now the time to install a loser candidate like Kamala? to be the first black woman as POTUS while making it easy for new fresh blood like Gavin Newsom to gain the nomination? Or is this Biden document cover-up just a ruse to bury the deep state crimes in special counsels until after 2024 and beyond, all the while knowing that Trump is coming? We'll see. We'll see what happens there. I said this, regarding the Delaware prosecutor, remember David Weiss? Well, see, there's still a Delaware prosecutor in the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, okay? And his name is David Weiss. So regarding the Delaware prosecutor investigating Hunter Hunter Biden, uh, his name's David Weiss, missing documents would require an explanation. Maybe one of the reasons why, I'm sure that the reason why they're confiscating these documents to seal them in special counsels is because the Republicans won the House, right? We could all agree on that. Now that they're going to be doing these investigations, and it says something about the polo, you know, the, the partisanship, why the Democrats wouldn't want to look in these things is beyond me. These are real crimes. And so now that the Republicans won back the House, they're making these moves. If the Republicans didn't win back the House, you would not see any of this. None of this would be happening. But because the Republicans won the House, they're making all these preemptive moves now. Now, the reason why Trump didn't do anything after the Democrats took over in 2018 is because Trump didn't have anything to hide. He didn't have any crimes. But you're seeing all these actions now because the Biden crime family is truly the the you know, the biggest criminals on the planet. So regarding David Weiss, missing docs would require an explanation. The special counsel is being used to block Weiss. However, Weiss, special counsel Robert Herr, and even special counsel Jack Smith, the Mar-a-Lago special counsel, are all working with A.G. Garland, Blinken, and Michael Carpenter, who is another advisor to, uh, foreign policy advisor to uh, Biden. Also headed up the Biden Center. And Cullen Rugg says, can someone tell me why Hunter Biden was allegedly paying $49,910 a month in rent at his father's house where the classified documents were found? Can Please, someone help me. Help me with that. Biden was charging his addict son $50,000 a month to rent his house. Let that sink in. So Rising Serpent writes this. He says, so you're telling me that Joe Biden was stealing highly classified documents on Ukraine and stashing them in his garage while they paid his son millions, then gave them $80 billion, $80 billion in one year of his presidency. But it was Trump who got impeached for a phone call with Ukraine. I'm going to read that again. So you're telling me that Joe Biden was stealing highly classified documents on Ukraine 
and stashing them in his garage with his Corvette while they paid his son millions, then gave them $80 billion in one year of his presidency. But it was Trump who got impeached for a phone call with Ukraine. Wow. Think about that. Paul Sperry writes this, The White House spin that Biden's illegally stored classified docs were inadvertently misplaced is no longer operative. And here's why. This is really an important uh, piece of um, it's an important piece of analysis. The White House spin that Biden's illegally stored classified documents were inadvertently misplaced is no longer an op- operative, plausible thing. And here's why. The docs were moved from the White House to an unauthorized site in January of 2017 and then relocated to the Penn Biden Center in February 2018. That's intentional. That's what Paul Perry says. Paul Sperry says, and he also says this, Paul Sperry, he says, developing House investigators following line of inquiry focused on unusual flurry of trips VP Biden took abroad as taxpayers at taxpayer expense, including to Ukraine in the last days of Obama admin in January 2017, as his aides were packing up classified documents concerning Ukraine. Well, we played that call, remember? So they were securing spoils. And so was uh, Lindsey Graham and Amy Klobuchar and, uh, and John McCain. They were all meddling in Ukraine. Ukraine was a puppet country, just a money, money laundering operation. I said this. I tweeted this out. I said, Biden ordered the retrieval of damaging hidden classified documents to be sealed with a special counsel investigation. Biden also ordered the retrieval of damaging classified documents Trump stored at Mar-a-Lago to seal them with a special investigation so that GOP House committees cannot see them. Uh Uh-huh. And isn't it interesting who broke the story? CBS, the same CBS who broke the Biden classified document story is the same fake news media outlet that discredited the legitimacy of the Hunter Biden laptop story for two years. Both stories were part of scheme of a scheme to conceal damaging Biden documents from voters. Journalism is dead in America. I also said this in response to Trump war room. Why were Joe Biden's personal lawyers digging through uh, through locked closets in the first place? <laughs> Mar-a-Lago raid allowed Biden to seal and hide documents in a special counsel that Trump had as leverage over Biden corruption. It also became a political weapon against MAGA for the midterms in the timing of the releases. The recent classified documents found, so-called found, by Team Biden after the midterms will also be sealed by yet another special counsel. The timing is so easy to see, right? As soon as they realized they lost the House, they went right into action. And they wouldn't have needed to do that otherwise. 
So I said, you do realize that Biden is using your money to bribe prosecutors in exchange for cooperation and cover up of his crimes, right? You do. You do realize that. If you don't, take a listen. I, I, I was not I, I, but it just happened to be that was the assignment I got. I, I, I got all the good ones. Uh, and uh, so I got Ukraine. And uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team or <coughs> others to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to the press conference and said, no, nah, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. So tell me he won't bribe a prosecutor when he bribes prosecutors and brags about it in public. So the Bradford file writes, mm, the Department of Justice is allowing Biden White House lawyers to process a crime scene. That's not how... This is supposed to work. Yeah, that's right. Joe Biden's attorneys are doing this. Joe Biden um, is is really, really uh, just as corrupt as you possibly could be. Um, and so I wanted you to listen to this right, right here, this real quick. This is about um, the new special counsel. Cash Patel uh, is talking about this. General Merrick Garland, speaking of Democrats, he appointed controversial lawyer Robert Hur as a special counsel to investigate Biden's handling of the documents. Many are sounding the alarm over this appointment. Listen to what former Trump official Kash Patel had to say about this. This guy, Hur, needs to be the first one subpoenaed by the new special select committee under Jim Jordan's authority on the weaponization of government. And do you want to know why? Because her, we have the receipts, Steve, and we're going to release them later, was sending communications to the Justice Department and Rod Rosenstein's crew arguing against the release of the Nunes memo, saying that it would bastardize and destroy the United States national security apparatus. This guy is a swamp monster of the tier one level. Congressman, it turns out that her was one of the degenerates who pushed the fake Steele dossier, even though mm -hmm. subsequent documents reveal that the intelligence community knew the dossier was complete garbage. Will the GOP call Mr. Her to explain his role in the Russia hoax so that Americans may know why Merrick Garland actually chose him to, quote, investigate Biden? Now the new special counsel. I mean, it's breathtaking. The network of people that have been involved from day one in covering up different uh, acts of, of crime that, that the Biden family has committed uh, that, that now just keep resurfacing themselves in more of the Biden defense here. It, it makes no sense. There's a pattern here with the Biden family that would suggest that this family is a prime candidate to be compromised, and that should concern every American. Well, 
I, I and it's not because they're likable. It's that they are vicious, and I think that they will ruin people's lives if you cross them. Um, that's you know, just like the prosecutor. Well, hell, son, son of a gun, they they fired the prosecutor, right? They, they, that's that's to protect their own assets. Um. So I want to play this clip. This is an interesting clip. This is the grimy conclusion of Joe, Jill, and the Corvette. It turns out that the green classic Corvette was Jill Biden, Jill Biden's Corvette. And when her first marriage ended, it was because they got into a fender bender in that Corvette. And the husband of Jill realized that Joe Biden was driving the car and got in the fender bender and hit and run. Let's take a listen with him to meet Bruce Springsteen, who was booked to appear at the Stone Balloon. He said, uh, So, okay, let, give me, let me give you a... Bruce Springsteen, Asbury Park area, uh, there was a bar called the Stone Balloon that Jill Biden's husband owned. And at the end, when he kicked her out, she wanted a piece, she contested, she wanted a piece of that bar. And the court didn't award it to her. But let's take a listen. With him to meet Bruce Springsteen, who was booked to appear at the Stone Balloon. He said, uh, Joey asked me to keep an eye on the boys. And I just thought to the back of my mind, hmm. Then one day he says a man came into his bar and asked him to pay damages for a fender bender that involved Jill. He looks at me and he says, oh, she wasn't driving. I said, her beloved Corvette, she wasn't driving it? He goes, Senator Biden was driving it. And I went, what? Did you confront Jill at the time and say, what's going on here? Yes, I did. Did she admit to it? She didn't say anything. She just looked at me. I said, you got to go. You got to go get your own place. Jill and Stevenson's divorce decree was issued in May 1975. He says the divorce became contentious when Jill asked for a share of the stone balloon, which he says the judge denied. With him to meet Bruce Spring. It's pretty disgusting <laughs> in all kinds of ways. It's just pretty sad. Let's take a listen to this. David Sachs explains how the FBI was using a tool called teleport. Let's take a listen classified information worse joe biden or yoel roth <laughs> well yeah i mean so yoel roth would only have received classified information that was provided to him by the fbi and in fact one of the things that we've learned from the twitter files is that the fbi had a special tool for communicating with twitter and presumably other big tech companies and providing them with secret instructions so the way it worked is it was called teleport and so you saw in a lot of these Twitter file emails from the FBI to Yoel Roth, they're saying, you know, go look on Teleport. There's a document there that'll explain, you know, what's going on. And so these documents would then be on Teleport and then they would disappear after 10 days or whatever it was. And they couldn't be um, photographed or what have you screenshotted through this tool. It's um, it was a very weird detail and it shows the way that our government prefers to operate, which is in secrecy. Yes. Yes. So I mean, I, what what basis is there for the FBI, first of all, to even be engaged in censorship on social yes. media at the extent they were? One of the big revelations of the Twitter file is that the FBI had something like 80 agents flagging posts 
on social media to be. T- <laughs> they weren't fighting crime. They were fighting. Uh, they were. They became a political arm of the Democrat Party. Uh, one last thing. It's Martin Luther King Day, and uh, turns out that Wells Fargo signed up for. No white folks can get loans. Let's take a listen to Tucker on this. So Wells Fargo used to be the biggest mortgage lender in the United States. Now they're downsizing. Instead of offering mortgages to everyone, they're going to focus instead on giving mortgages to, quote, individuals and families in minority communities. In other words, not lending money to white people. Is that illegal? The journalist and filmmaker Chris Rufo has been on this story. We should tell you that Governor DeSantis of Florida just appointed Rufo to the Board of Trustees at the New College of Florida in an effort to end the ideological rot there. Chris Rufo joins us now. Chris, thanks so much for coming on. This is another one of those stories that you feel like this has to be too far. Um, Tell us what you know about it. Well, what we're seeing is the emergence of two separate standards based on race and the disappearance of this idea that everyone should be treated equally under the law and then judged according to the behavior. I think it's important for conservatives to understand that these programs are not simply a hypocrisy or a, or kind of two sides of a different of a same standard. They're actually entirely different standards. We're creating a moral basis based on identity that is seeking to seeking to supplant or replace a moral basis on behavior. And these companies are just following the lead of the academics, the universities, the activists on the left. And they're saying uh, we're going to not judge people on their financial solvency or reliability, uh, but on the basis of a racial revenge uh, narrative. Uh, And they're saying simply we're going out to judge you on the basis of race. It's illegal. But in so many cases, they're getting away with it. But I don't understand. I mean, redlining was the original sin we've been told for 50 years of the mortgage industry, right? Deciding we're not going to lend to areas because a certain race of people live in them. And that's exactly what Wells Fargo is doing. Why doesn't, why doesn't the federal government shut down Wells Fargo with armed agents tonight? I don't understand how this can happen. Because, Tucker, this is the basis of so-called diversity, equity and inclusion, which is not a simple colorblind equality represented in the 14th Amendment or the Civil Rights Act. It's an entirely new philosophy. It's based on critical race theory. And it's this idea that we should treat people differently based on race. And as long as we have the right racial hierarchy embedded in that philosophy, you can do essentially whatever you want. They're not doing anything different in the Biden administration uh, because this is part and parcel of the ideology that they've adopted. If you believe in Martin Luther King's dream speech, you will uh, you got to know that he's rolling over in his grave right now uh, because it was about the content of one's character, not the color of one's skin. But that's not what Wells Fargo is doing. So in any case, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Also, if you go over to mypillow.com, you get a really great discount, the best of the best discounts if you use Red State as your promo code. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, buddy. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.